Dad Podcast, a conversation where you join David and Reese at the table as they talk about the many questions of life, whether you're in the car, at the gym, or just distracting yourself from being productive. Why don't you pull up a chair? We're glad you're here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hey Dad Podcast, where you join us at the table as we talk about the many questions of life. I'm Reese. And I'm David. And he's my dad. And we're going to go ahead and jump in with the question of the day. So here it is. Padre. Yes. What book or series do you wish that you could live in? In an ideal world, you'd be able to just pop into that book or show or whatever and be a part of that world. Golly, that's a hard one. Mm-hmm. There are so many good series out there. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it wouldn't, I don't know if I'd think of necessarily one series, but I kind of like the idea of flight. Mm. So flying like, and, and then if you're going to fly on something, you know, I kind of like the idea of like a dragon Mm. You know, riding on a dragon. Who mm-hmm. who did that? Was that Aragorn? I, I haven't read that series. Aragorn. Yeah. Aragorn. Yeah. Um, but it, it's that would be cool to be in a society where you can have a dragon that you fly around on. Yeah. Uh, maybe I need to read that series. But uh, that would be a good series to read. Yeah. I haven't read it either. But that yeah yeah I don't think we ever read it. But that would be to me one. There was one I read long time ago when I was in school, a sci-fi one where they read where they flew. What were they called? Tarnsman. It was a it was a counter Earth planet called Gore. It was a weird book series at the time. I loved it, but uh, they flew around on these creatures like in book one, mm-hmm. and it always just seemed cool to have your own like flight animal to fly around on. Oh heck yes. I mean, for me, I gotta say Middle Earth. Yeah. Um, what would you be in Middle Earth? What would I want to be? Yeah. I. If I was just living in Middle Earth, probably an elf. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because, like, I really liked Rivendell in the Lord of the Rings series. Yeah. That would have been huge. But if we're talking like the First Age, I'd really like to live in Gondolin. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like a huge elven city. That was one supposedly one of the most beautiful cities that ever existed. Yeah. Before, of course, the main bad guy finds it and destroys it and kills everyone. Of course. But I want to be there while it's thriving. Yeah, while it's <laughs> um, thriving. While everything's going good. Yeah. Uh, just because like the elven world in the book series. Now, here's, here's the thing, guys. Everybody who's watch the Lord of the Rings movies and the elves look very somber and they're just yeah. walking around very yeah. gracefully. In the books, they're like singing songs and hanging out and eating up really good meals. Yeah. Like The description of Rivendell in the book says it's a good place to do anything, whether mm-hmm. that's to sit and read a book, laugh and have a party, or just take a walk. You know, it it's a place where everything's good. Yeah. So that's why I'd want to be there because I love all those things. Yeah. Food, books, social time, all of it's good. Yeah, I would be an elf too. I think. Have you ever noticed that no one ever? What would you be? I'd be a dwarf. I don't think I've ever heard anyone. Although the the underground place, what was it called? Um, Kazakhstan. Um, Kazakhstan. Yeah. That in its heyday, which I think. I think they're going to show it in Rings think, of Power. Yeah, Rings of Power. I think shows it, but it looked like it was pretty boss. 
in, oh, in the yeah. heyday. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested in what Rings of Power does with that because their CG has been good so far. Oh, yeah. So, uh, but that was that was really cool. Yeah, that would be cool. I think dwarves are very much like on the grind all the time, though. They're yeah. always trying to get gold and they're yeah. always trying to build up. And I feel like the elves know how to like party and chill. Yeah. You know, they know how to have a good time. They know yeah. how to just relax, mm -hmm. you know. And there's the whole element of everything's pretty fantastic and magical. You yeah, know? I think and so. All of those things appeal to me. So that is what I would say. Let's go ahead and move on. Let's do it. So we've been talking about social life. We've discussed the importance of a healthy community. We've discussed the importance of really just reflecting mm -hmm. in yourself. And now we're talking about the antidote to social anxiety. Yeah. Uh, what makes people anxious socially? Now, I'm not talking about it always being like a like a diagnosed thing, mm -hmm. but just when people say, oh man, I just, whenever I'm around people, it's just so intimidating. Yeah, they get nervous. Yeah, that kind of social anxiety. Let's talk about what that is made up of and then how to get past that. Because mm -hmm. nobody enjoys that. You know? No, no. But everybody feels it. Yep, to some extent. Depending on where you're at, different situations. That's a normal thing. So you don't want to over overdo it but but i think it is something we all struggle with at times yeah so what what do you think are some things that make up that sense of foreboding when it comes to social interactions that anxiousness i think one of the biggest things we do is we become more anxious when we spend our time thinking about what other people are thinking that is, ooh, say it again for the ones in the back. Yeah, yeah. It's when we spend our time thinking about what other people are thinking. Mm -hmm. So what we're doing is we go into a social situation that may be, you know, you may be nervous about it. Right. But in your mind, you're looking around thinking, okay, what is that person thinking? Are mm -hmm. they looking at me? What mm -hmm. are they thinking about? They probably think I look stupid. They probably think I'm this. They probably think I'm that. Mm -hmm. Or when you're having a conversation with someone. Why did I say that? That was so dumb. Oh, now they're going to think I'm this or that. Mm -hmm. and, and part of that is normal. Everybody kind of does that in some respects. But when you overdo it, you freak yourself out so much that it's self-fulfilling. Self yeah. You'll actually mess up because you think, I don't want to mess up. I don't want to mess up. I don't want to mess up. Mm -hmm. So you'll mess up. Yeah. Um, instead of just relaxing and, you know, kind of being there in the moment and looking for things to do, you're sitting there thinking, what's another person thinking? And I've done this, like, um, I've spoken in churches for years. So sometimes you'll be up there speaking and you'll see someone doing something like falling asleep. Yeah. And, and I'll have a mental, you know, conversation with myself. Why are they falling asleep? Am I boring? Am I yeah. boring people? <clears throat> have I not made them laugh lately? What do I need to do? You know, mm -hmm. and I'll have this whole conversation in my head when the other person may have just stayed up too late the night before and they're tired. Right. And it has nothing to do with my message. Yeah. But part of me wants to, what am I doing wrong? What have I done? Um, and so it's one of those things you want to balance that out. Now, sometimes yeah. if everyone's going to sleep, okay, maybe I'm getting a little long-winded. Right. Um, in fact, I've been in met where guys are speaking and I want to tell them, hey, it's time to move on. Yeah. But, you know, what you want to do is be careful that you don't spend all your time thinking what you think other people are doing. Yeah. I guess kind of the one liner version of that would be there's a difference between being socially aware 
mm-hmm. and being socially anxious. Yeah, that's good. Socially aware is just knowing what's going on, which is healthy. Like if you're talking to somebody and their eyes are glazing over, yeah, it'd be good to move on to a different topic. Yeah. You know, maybe what you're talking about is boring. And that, but socially anxious is constantly worrying about it and taking yeah. every element of that social interaction very personally. Yeah. Uh, like we talked about last week, it's it's viewing others through the lens of your own insecurities. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to make social interactions fun. Yeah. Uh, so you can be socially aware without being socially anxious. Well, and we've seen like sometimes I, I talk with men who they're anxious, so they have a hard time approaching and talking to a woman. Right. And so what they do is they get so nervous about it that they don't even try. Mm -hmm. Because in their mind, they've already had the conversation and failed. Mm -hmm. So they think, why even try? Right. Or they go up and and they're so nervous and they're overthinking everything they're going to say that they're not really listening. So they're not really engaging in a conversation. And the girls pick up on that. Right. And so, you know, they shoot themselves before they even really get out the gate. Yeah. Or like they've thought about it so much that they, they have like everything riding on this moment. Yeah. When really it's just asking if you're going to go out to coffee and talk. Yeah. You're not committing to marriage, you know, yeah. but yeah. sometimes we'll read into it to that point. Yep. And that's just a lot. Yeah. So I think, you know, when somebody's being socially anxious, mm-hmm. there are a couple of different elements that cause that anxiousness. Yeah. One I would think is comparison. Mm hmm. I think comparison is one of the ultimate killers to a healthy social life. I agree. I mean, when when you're when you're being com- comparative, you do relate to the lens of insecurity because mm-hmm. you're always thinking like, "Oh man, that person's funnier than me," or yeah. "Man, that person's got so many more interesting stories," yeah. or "Man, that person just oozes niceness." I'm blank. You yeah. know, it's almost yeah. a they have this and I don't kind mm-hmm. of a thing. What What would you say about comparison? I think the thing with comparison is, one, I think it's gotten a lot bigger in our society with social media, Mm. you know, because you can go online and compare yourself to everybody. Compare yourself to the rich billionaire. Yeah. Yeah. To the person who, oh, this person's traveling around the world and doing all this, that, and the other. You know, their life is so much better than mine. Right. So I I think what we do is comparison almost has what I call a piece of pie mentality, where you kind of look at life as a whole piece of pie. If someone has a bigger piece than you, then you have less pie. Mm. And that's how a lot of people approach life. Yeah. And so they're looking at other people and, oh, they're funnier than me. I don't like them. You know, they're this more than me, they're that. But life's not a piece of pie. Life is really a, a faucet of running water. There's always more. Yeah. You know, someone may be better at you than something, but you're probably better than them at something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a comparison. There's room for everybody. That's why it's, you know, we're diverse people. Mm-hmm. There are people who are funnier. There are people who are more articulate. It's just what makes life kind of worth living, a variety in life. And that's and, okay. Yeah, it, it's good. So I think it's it's taking that piece of pie mentality, which is really a poverty kind of mentality, and understanding there's always more out there. Mm-hmm. And that just because somebody's better than you, doesn't make you less. Right. No, I, I 100% agree with that. Mm-hmm. It honestly makes it so much more fun when people are different than you. Like yeah. for yeah. me, it takes a lot to make me laugh out loud. I'm, yeah. I'm not a big laugh out loud person, but I love mm-hmm. making dry 
witty jokes. You yeah. know, I love like yeah. making comments. That's that's kind of my style of humor. So I love being around people that laugh a lot because I mm-hmm. like making jokes for them to laugh at. Yeah, that's that give that gives me the same satisfaction that them laughing probably gives them. Yeah, and so it, it's like a. I could compare myself and like, man, I should laugh more. Why don't I laugh that much? Mm-hmm. I need to mm-hmm. be more of a laugh. I need to have joy. Yeah. Why don't I have joy in my life? But it really, it's just the way God designed me. Yeah. I mean, like just now, I made a dumb joke and you laughed at it and that made me happy. Like it made you happy, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, it's like, true. That can happen when we don't compare ourselves. Well, and a lot of times when you compare yourself, it's like taking a pair of glasses and looking at everything through a lens of insecurity. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing is you're saying, okay, how do I compare to them? How do I compare to them? How do I compare right. to them? So what you're doing is saying, all these people are probably better than me. Mm. Or you're trying to find what you're better than them at. Yeah. Instead of just going, I'm just me. And you're so much more relaxed. That's and I think good. you enjoy life more. You could have competition or a companion. Yeah, that's it. That's the, that's the tweetable version. Yeah, you know, the you tweetable can, version. You can have a competition or a companion. Yeah. And companions better. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so comparison's one huge thing that leads to that. What's what's another one? Another one is when you go out into a social situation, but you only think about yourself. Mm. When you're self focused, you're not really being social. Yep. You're you're kind of being selfish in it. Mm-hmm. And being being self focused when you're like let's say you're at an event where there's a bunch of people there. And right. all you're doing is thinking about yourself and how you're reacting, what you're doing. It's exhausting. Yeah. And it's going to make it to where you're not really going to connect with people. Because even if they don't pick it up, you know, obviously, they'll pick it up intuitively. Mm. This person, you know, have you ever had a conversation with someone and you know they're not listening to you? Yeah. You know, it's just one of those things you're like, okay, they're not listening to me. Mm-hmm. You just see it. Yeah. But That's true. sometimes you're talking with someone and there's just not a connection. Well, a lot of times it's because that person's really only thinking about themselves. Mm-hmm. And so that then that person who's thinking about themselves leaves and says, I didn't connect with anybody. Mm-hmm. It's because I'm stupid. It's because I'm this. No, it's because you never gave yourself the ability to connect because you were always thinking about yourself right. instead of thinking about them. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the mental version of, like we've all met that guy or that girl who always just talks about themselves yep. 24-7. Yeah. If you bring up a story, they're going to somehow bring it up to one of their stories. Yep. If you say you're tired, they're going to bring it out to how they're feeling. Like It's always going back to them. Yeah. You may not be doing that with your words, but you mm-hmm. are doing that mentally. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to be that person. Yeah. And, and you don't want to be that mentally mm-hmm. because like you said, that's tiring, man. It That's is. exhausting. Well, and people won't want to be around you. Yeah, because you can't control other people. So yeah. if you focus on yourself so much and let other people be the center of that, man, that's just, that's tiring. Yeah. So we've discussed what comes up and makes uh, this social anxiousness. Mm-hmm. How do we get past it? Yeah, I think one of the the biggest things you can do to kind of be an antidote to it is to really practice selflessness, Mm. you know, to where you're really, instead of comparing yourself to someone else, it's when you can partner with people and help them succeed. Right. Where you take joy 
and someone else doing good. Mm -hmm. Instead of going, man, that should be me. I wish it was this. If you go, man, that's so awesome for them. Yeah. They're great. I'm glad they're becoming rich and famous. Mm -hmm. I'm happy for them. Yep. You know, you'll actually enjoy your life better than that's true. just thinking about you the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to compare yourself to somebody when you want them to succeed. Yeah. Or it's hard to overthink your own image when you're genuinely interested in someone else's story. Like, I'm not going to be so focused on how do I look to these people? How do I look to these people? How do I yeah. look to these people? If I'm asking myself the question, how are they doing? What mm -hmm. are they feeling? What yeah. are they going through? How can I help them? Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a funny thing of like, if you try to stop thinking about yourself, yeah. ironically, you'll think about yourself not thinking about it, yourself. It's true. It's like it's the true. whole thing of like, don't think of a pink elephant. And yeah. then the first thing that pops in your mind is yeah. a pink elephant. pink elephant. It's like yeah. that, you know. Um, but if you replace these thoughts that are very centered on self and make you anxious with thoughts that are for others, mm -hmm. well, then you not only begin to relax and, and benefit from that yourself, yeah. you get to bless them. And then yeah. all of a sudden social interactions turn from a, all right, I'm trying to compete with everybody to be the best yeah. to let me help them. Let me bless them. Let me honor yeah. them. Let me point out their strengths. Let me hear their story. Yeah. And that becomes energizing for you. Well, when you when you go into a situation and you want to just bless people, mm -hmm. it just makes it where it's a more enjoyable thing. Like this yep. weekend, we, we had a wedding we went to. Mm -hmm. Our cousin was getting married. And we, we don't know most of the people at the wedding. And they all knew each other. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we were there. And so at one point, I was just sitting there. And people were in line for the food and, and all this. And I was just sitting there by myself. Mm -hmm. And and it was a little, you kind of feel a little awkward yeah. there for a minute. And and my and then I thought, what can I do? Mm -hmm. And so I thought about what could I do to help other people. And and one of our uh, one of our uncles was there and, and he's having trouble walking right now. He's got an issue with his foot. And so I thought, you know, I can get him a drink. Mm -hmm. So I got him a drink. And then I ended up getting his plate of food. Mm -hmm. And I and I just tried to do something for him, for other people, and it just made it where it was a whole lot nicer. Yep. Instead of sitting there going, okay, who do I talk to? What do I do? It's an awkward situation. I'm yep. ready to go, you know, yeah. and, and all kinds of stuff like that. It was, hey, what can I do for that person? And it actually made me feel more comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I enjoyed being there because I was able to help someone else. Yeah. And I think when we get that mindset of when I go into a situation, what can I do to bless somebody else, to serve somebody else? You know, it just makes you enjoy it more. Yeah. Because I, man, I cannot tell you how many times I've been there mm -hmm. where it's like, man, what do I say? Who do I talk to? Yeah. Man, I'm ready to go. Yeah. And then I have also been in moments where I'm helping other people. Yeah. And I can tell you which one's more draining. It's yeah. not the one where I'm helping other people. No. It's the one where I'm thinking about myself and how frustrated or tired or whatever. Yeah. Um, so the antidote to that social anxiousness is to really step up on behalf of others. It to is. To look it, to others. To look to others, to think of others before yourself. Yeah. Um, and it's not that you don't think about yourself. Yeah. But in a situation where you would be anxious, you know, if you take the time to say, what can I do to make someone else feel more comfortable? Mm you'll be amazed at how much better you enjoy that time. Oh, yeah. 
I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I, it makes me think of back when I was in high school. Um, sometimes at school, I would have that mentality of what do I say? What do I do? Yeah. What do I whatever? But when I went to youth group, mom was excellent at pointing out new people yeah. who just didn't, you know, look very uncomfortable. And I would go make them feel comfortable. Yeah. And I can tell you which one of those was more fun for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was helping other people be comfortable. It was. And so that's that was in high school. But the same is true no matter what phase of life you're in. Yeah, every stage. It really is. Every single stage. So the antidote to that social anxiousness really is selflessness. It is. All right, let's go ahead and talk about uh, some of these questions for the day. This first one is actually, I'm very curious to hear from your perspective. What does your dream life look like? Mm. My dream life. Um, I think my dream life would be to kind of do what I'm doing, but maybe on a stage where it's helping more people. Like I'm really wanting to coach and help men. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to do that at a, in a bigger way where I'm helping more men. Um, so that would be one part of it, you know, writing books, speaking to men, curriculum that helps them become better men. Right. I'd like to do that to more men. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my goal is to help millions of men become mm-hmm. better men. Yeah. So that's one thing I'd like to see happen. And the other is just to then be able to travel more. Yeah. You know, I want to travel. And, and I guess I'm just nerdy like that. Your mom and I traveled a bunch. So I want to do things like, uh, we've talked about it, the, the, the Santiago, yeah. walking the way. I want, to, I want to go through Israel and really do Israel deep. Yeah, um, that'd be sick. Even, even doing adventure things around the world, walking things around the world, cruising. I've even looked at that cruise around the world. Yeah. As as an option. It's like a nine month cruise that takes you literally around the world. Um, You know, those kind of things actually sound fun to me. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I would do it or what. Yeah. But but even just moving in that direction, those are the two things I'd really like to do. I want to keep helping men and then to be able to travel more. Those are probably the two dream things I have right now. Yeah, that's really good, man. It's such a big question, isn't it? It really Dream is. Dream life. And I don't I don't necessarily have a specific picture of like I have to be here doing this exact thing. But some factors that are in the dream life for me would be I mean travel is definitely in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emily and I do love travel, but we haven't been able to do it as much and we want to get back to doing it. Yeah. I would love to have seasons of traveling in the year. Yeah. Like maybe a certain part of year is is my travel time. Um when when the day comes and Emily and I have kids, mm-hmm. I really want to be able to spend good time with my kids and make yeah. memories with them, uh, and live, really live life with them and be present for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want us to have a connected community. Um, I don't. I've begun to really see over this past year how much of a blessing it is to be part of the community I'm in, and yeah. no matter where I am. Or what season of life I'm in, I want to have that healthy community. I'd love to live near family. Yeah. Like, I like that I live near you. Mm-hmm. And Emily's mom's thinking about moving down here soon. And that would be awesome. Yeah, it would be. Um, to be able to be close to family and friends and church is, is huge for me. Yeah. And then 
ironically, very similar to you. I want to be able to not only grow in truth, but to help others grow in mm-hmm. truth. I want people to learn practical things that can help them live better. Yeah. Whether that's through writing or music or videos, I don't really care the median, but I just want to help people get better. I mean, that's yeah. why we're doing this podcast. Yeah, it is. It's not because we like to hear ourselves talk. Like, I want people to be able to hear from you. I mm-hmm. want people to be able to hear different perspectives. Yeah. And be challenged to grow. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of which, the next question is this. What is a good first step in learning yourself? We talked about learning yourself last week. Yeah, I think a good first step would be, you know, something simple like do one of the many personality tests out there. Mm -hmm. If you've never done that, um, you know, there's Myers-Briggs, Enneagram, there's all kinds of them. But I would do one of those as just a start. Mm-hmm. To say, okay, what am I like? Mm-hmm. And if you did one like years ago, do them again. Yeah. Because one of the cool parts of growing and getting older is sometimes you change. Mm-hmm. Sometimes your personality changes and yep. you take on more of this part or less of that part. Yep. Um, so, so I would say that's a good first step in learning yourself is doing something like that. Yeah. To just kind of have a basis mm-hmm. and go, okay, I didn't know I was like this. Or that's why I think this way. And there's all kinds of tests out there. Um, and, I, and I think it's worth doing just to give you a start. Yeah. And to say, okay, this is kind of what I'm like. Yeah. I think the another good thing would be finding a mentor figure. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be in your actual world. <clears throat> or that could be virtually. Yeah. Like, you know, listening to the Confident Man podcast. That's right. <laughs> or, you know, Do doing, doing something like that. Yeah. Uh, being able to hear from people who have lived more of life and can tell you what they've learned, mm-hmm. you'd be amazed at how much that can help you. Oh, yeah. Um, free yeah. wisdom. Yeah, free wisdom. Yeah. Like that's just out there for you to listen to. Yeah. Uh, that's huge. It is. And so that would be probably a good first step yeah. um, to really get you moving in the right direction. This next one's a very good question about the community aspect that we talked about. Somebody said, I have a good friend that moved away recently. Should I, should, should I, do I keep that friendship going or should I try to replace it? Hmm. Yeah. I think the first thing in that is good friendships are good friendships. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's a season where you're closer to a friend than others. So I wouldn't look at it as a either or. You know, I'm either going to stay connected with the person forever or just replace them. You know, go get a free agent friend. Right. It doesn't work that way. They're still a good friend. Now, if they live, you know, seven hours away from you, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard to keep up. Mm-hmm. Now, today with technology, you can do a lot better. But I wouldn't necessarily expect the same type of friendship. Um, I think it would be good to stay connected, to mm-hmm. keep up with them. But I wouldn't look for them to give you as much as they did when maybe they lived right there. Right. Um, But that doesn't mean you're not friends anymore. Yeah. It just means that season has changed. Now, sometimes seasonal friends will come back. Mm -hmm. Like your mom and I had some friends when we first got married. Mm -hmm. They were a married couple just like us. They had just gotten married. And we hung out for a couple of years and then they ended up moving. Mm-hmm. And we both started families and we all, we stayed connected and would, would talk every once in a while. 
Well, just recently they retired and moved up to Tennessee and I've gone and visited them a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And it's been really neat to kind of get the friendship back going again. Mm -hmm. We never stopped being friends. We were just living our lives, mm -hmm. you know, both of us where we were. Mm -hmm. And we've all gone through stuff and things have happened. But it was kind of neat that that friendship never went away. It just moved into a different season. Yeah. And I think that's a healthy way to look at your friendships. The person moved away, but that didn't end the friendship. Yeah. It's just in a different season. Yeah. I think, I mean, honestly, that was a very good answer, a very robust. <laughs> so I guess the only thing I would say is uh, just examine your own expectations and be careful not to carry the expectations of the previous season into the next season. Mm, like you said, Dad. I yeah. mean, it was exactly what you said. If someone's your literal neighbor, they're going to be able to be in your life a lot more than if they live seven hours away and have kids. Right. Yeah. That's just, it's just part of it. Yeah. And that's okay. That's mm -hmm. not bad. But I would encourage you, continue making new friends. Yeah. Um, don't don't say, all right, I lost my good friend, so it's over now. Yeah. Man, it's incredible how new friends can enter your life. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you from personal experience, every few years, I get a new person in my life that's a friend that's just become so close mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. I've been blessed like that, but I'm also open to that. Yeah. And I would encourage you as a listener to be open to that. Yeah, let, stay open. Let God bring new people into your life that are really cool. Yeah. Well, that's all the time we have for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on the uh, podcast today. Don't forget, you can send your questions to us on Instagram at the Hey Dad Podcast, or you can email us at questions at heydad.us. We'll see y'all in the next episode. Thank you for joining us on the Hey Dad Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode today, subscribe so you don't miss any new content. We'd also love for you to rate and leave a review and help us get the word out to more people. If these talks are making your life better, we ask you to share them with someone else. If you have any questions for us or anything going on in your life you want an opinion on, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at questions at heydad.us or send us a message on our Instagram page at the Hey Dad Podcast. Join us next week. We'll have a chair waiting for you.